0: What, in addition to the right equipment, does it take for the job of
1: film editing? Welcome to The Cutting Room. I'm your host, Gordon Burkell. This week is part two of my interview with Malcolm Jameson, editor of Madman and Nurse Chacky. In the last part, we discussed how Malcolm got into post and what he looks for in rushes. Remember, if you have any questions, you can email me at info at artoftheguillotine.com. You can also contact me on Twitter at twitter.com slash artguillotine. You talked about working with Showtime. Mm -hmm. Now, does their process of post-production differ in any way? Because they seem to have, them and HBO have set themselves apart Mm -hmm. uh, with these high-quality programming. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like a pressure when you're working at all? Uh,
0: the you know again very. I can't. There's no commonality between the the gigs that I've worked Mm -hmm. on. I can't say that you know it's done this way and that's how it's done. It it's not each each one has its own balance of personalities, power, you know, lines of communication. You have Mm -hmm. to find it. Every new project has its new set of rules, to some extent, and. Linda and Liz on Nurse Jackie they have a a very clear line of communication with Showtime they really trust that and that's Mm -hmm. great that's awesome because they're able to communicate very quickly and know what's working what's not working what the the the, the network's happy with and what they're not happy with and I think that's that's an awesome work relationship that they've got going I've had the uh, a different experience with Matt say on AMC where it's 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 more like a the way I think the HBO w- works sometimes, which is they find r- artists they want to work with and then they say, go do your thing. Like, they trust that. And yes, they give notes, and of course they're involved, but mm-hmm. but what they really want is that that guy to keep on doing that thing that he yeah. does, because it's really, really good. It's working. <laughs> you know, and uh, I was lucky to work on, on Bored to Death, which is someone who who is a, a great writer, Jonathan Ames, who ne- didn't necessarily have enough as much TV experience as these other people but again when HBO saw the pilot they trusted that thing they wanted that thing and what that thing is is some amazing bizarre piece of Jonathan Ames's mind and heart and that's what they want they don't it doesn't it's not about the cut it's not about the photography it's not about it's about that special thing that is creativity that it goes beyond any of that. I really like that, and I have a lot of respect for both producers in the independent film world and TV networks and stations that are willing to really, really trust the people who they give creative power to.
1: Well, it seems to be definitely working for them, right? Because they've got all these shows that are just yeah standing right out yep. and making a difference.
0: I think it comes from that confidence, confidence mm-hmm. in the people you're working with.
1: To jump back to Nurse Jackie for a sec, uh, when you're cutting the hospital scenes with her mm-hmm. in the hospital... Do you cut them any differently than her private life with her husband? Or is there an approach to separating them in any way?
0: Uh yeah, I mean certainly the there are techniques that we can we can lean on. You know, swish cutting, you know, the, there there's usually two cameras and there's a lot of movement happening and you can create a certain amount of ER style drama. Mm-hmm. But we talked about not wanting to go too far in that direction mm-hmm. and to, to being careful that we did we didn't make it it's not a drama about will this person live or die, usually. Mm-hmm. It's usually a drama about what's happening in Jackie's life right now. Is she covering well? Is she about to get high? She, is she already high? Is she going to drop the ball on that phone call? That's the real drama that's happening. We, these characters come into her life in, on, on an everyday basis. So yes, I'm always paying attention for what's happening for Jackie in those mm-hmm. scenes is what I'm saying. It's like, although they are dramatic in and of themselves, somebody's got a knife in their chest, well, that's yeah. pretty dramatic. But but what ends up going on around that is probably more fun and mm-hmm. more interesting.
1: What about the drugs, like the scenes where she does the drugs, mm-hmm. are you using those to alter the pacing throughout the show? Because I noticed that either they slow down or they mm-hmm. speed up.
0: Yep, yep. Um, they, that's, that's a really good point. I think because, partly because of the pace of working, we there are the the kind of beauty shots that you're talking about like the major macros that are you know snorting stuff or crushing stuff up those were a lot of those were shot well after Mm -hmm. so actually a lot of those um interstitial sequences where she's taking drugs they were the medium shots and the wide shots were done and we would cut it fairly straight and then later in the season we had a day where we picked up a bunch of shots that we knew mm-hmm. even like sometimes they were scripted but they're, they're just like you have to use six times the lights to get enough exposure to get those speed cameras yeah. working like that so you're not going to put mm. everybody through yeah, that on set said. every day and i mean that's crazy you just don't have the time or it's just not practical so you schedule that as a separate thing and so they do have this slightly otherworldly quality that, i mean the they, they don't always necessarily match perfectly lighting wise I don't mean that as a criticism of the lighting Mm -hmm. but that they're specials these are special shots they are meant to look unique and the beautiful ones they did in the pilot oh my goodness I wish we had the time to be able to do that kind of CGI work that that with the pills Mm -hmm. dropping you know the the one at the very beginning where the capsule opens and that's just dreamy (laughs) stuff but that's a lot of time and money and and we didn't really our our focus was elsewhere at that Mm -hmm. time so we, we kind of put them all together towards the end and then work them in, and sometimes we're like we're looking for places to work them in, and then found that it wasn't really useful. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think it does add a, it adds a certain visual value to the show. And I, I when I was thinking that when I saw them, I first thought about Jay Rabinowitz's cuts in Requiem. Yeah, it was, that's the. I first mean, so thing it's that it's, that it's absolutely exquisite what he does there. Mm-hmm. Just some of the my favorite.
1: Few moments I think of, they're like of, 15 of, frames each. Right. And it just
0: sh- right. It's just exceptional. Like, and, that, and, that, and what that does for that film mm-hmm. is awesome. I don't think our shots are, are intended to be quite as full on as that. I mean, those, those little sequences that he built were really just um, explosions. And I don't think that was the intention of these. These were, were more written into the script. And, but yes, the, the intent was that you go in and out of her drug experience. You might forget that that was happening at some times in the show. And then those moments reset you and remind you that you're watching a woman who's popping pills left, right and center and, yeah. and doing her best just to keep it together. Not that she's tripping, mm-hmm. but in terms of functioning, just to be functional, just to do her job the way she needs to do it. She's having to medicate herself.
1: Now, how do you balance the comedy with the drama, especially mm-hmm. the gruesome, you know, hospital Situations, because shows like Mash back in the day, you just wouldn't see the blood and the guts and everything. Right, it's so different now.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, I never really thought about that. You know, for me, just a sidebar. For me, watching Mash is so bizarre over here, because in <laughs> over Br- here, or like, yeah, sorry, yeah. when I, 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 I to watch it in reruns on yeah. American television, I can't do it. I can't Why watch not? it because there was no laugh track in Britain. It's a radically different piece. It's a yeah. completely different piece. It's, it's genuine dark satire. I don't know. I, 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 couldn't, I, can't, I literally can't watch it here because it just it throws me so far off. I don't get it. I don't get why they thought they needed to, to put those laughs in there.
1: They're always worried about
0: it yeah. not being funny. And now yeah. the, Well, it's not funny. They're in a war. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes, it's funny. It's, it's getting on with life. And I think Jackie's the same. We're not making fun of her situation. We're not making fun of any of these people's lives. We are in, you know, a triage situation and sometimes you just have to have a a gallows perspective on it, you know. And I think that I think that is, you know, get on with it, you know, have a laugh about it. But the depth of human experience is all there. Mm-hmm. It's not we're not we're not putting on jokes to wipe away the truth. Humour is in there because it is the way we deal with mm-hmm. things. Part of the way we deal with the lies that we tell. Is to joke about them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've, I've met a lot of very dark-humored doctors. So. <laughs> <laughs> true enough. <Yeah. laughs> and I think they kind of need absolutely. To go that Can you way.
0: imagine if you if you had the drama of really like a life and death, death situation every second of your day? Yeah. That would be just I don't you know what human being could handle that. So you have to have some valves that you're able to release, some way of separating yourself from that material, that experience. Yeah.
1: I found that a lot of the humor was very, uh, not, I guess, deadpan, mm-hmm. in that it's sort of just sort of left there for us to see and laugh at. What do you do if if one of those jokes don't work? Because a lot of time, mm-hmm. if you do a deadpan joke, it could just fall flat.
0: Yeah, that is a tough one. And, and you can never fully know because you can never test it on enough of an audience. Mm-hmm. You're usually, you know, showing it to your inner circle who are already in on the joke. So you got to be careful with that. Yeah, what's, what's funny to you m- might not be funny to me, mm-hmm. obviously. To my mind, I find things funnier in a wider shot, personally. I like mm-hmm. to see people's physical. I like, as long as you've got two actors who are p- playing the comedy well, mm-hmm. I like to see it. I, if I'm cutting it, if I'm going between singles to tell the joke, mm-hmm. then I, I don't know. I'm trusting myself to be a better comedian than those actors. And I don't really believe I am. I think they're probably a lot better at it than I am. I'd rather watch their chemistry. Watch them take a a strange beat. And so the deadpan thing that you're talking about, I think, I think, Mm -hmm. yeah, we play deadpan by uh, by allowing moments to play, and quite often allowing them to play in a two shot or a wider shot, and not slamming you with the comedy, not going whacking in for the uh, the punchline and then cutting it to someone else for a laugh, and Mm -hmm. you know, that's not our intent. I don't think we have to grandstand for our laughs, Mm -hmm. and I'm okay if, if. if what you get instead is a smirk i'll take a smirk
1: the men of the show share one thing and that's that they aren't in on on the joke and are always being lied to by jackie Uh uh-huh does this affect your editing choices
0: i think um, it's difficult with with jackie because as with all these contemporary anti-heroes we do care for them we want to we want them to be okay i don't have any judgment about what jackie does in our life or or how she conducts herself, I'm a married man and I feel bad that that married man doesn't realize that he's having his, that his relationship isn't what it should be. Mm -hmm. But somehow I still don't judge her for it. I still feel compassion and I'm still with her. It's her show and I'm with her from the beginning. And so in those moments when she is lying, I want to be able to see enough around the corners of that lie. Mm It's not a black and white situation. It's nuanced. And on the flip side, the truths that are being hidden from these guys, well, maybe it's the right thing to do in that situation. I'm not going to judge her for it. So that, that, I'm not sure that it really answers your question in terms of how I choose things editorially, but with compassion, I think, <laughs> is, the, is the answer. You know, Occasionally, yes, we kind of rub our hands and enjoy. Mm-hmm. There's a, a moment coming up in a later episode mm-hmm. where... The engineering of how people get themselves into lies and truth—you know how they, they fall from truth and start to create lies—it just happens in front of your very eyes, and it's brilliant. It's just seeing her construct something, again, not out of malice or anything like that. And it was, in the script, you know, regardless of the of, of seeing Edie transform into brilliance. I mean, as I was reading the script, I was just, my chin was on the floor. I was just could not believe how well observed this was mm-hmm. and how the depth of honesty on the writer's part, that mm-hmm. they were willing to, to let you in on the secrets behind what makes someone lie like that. Yeah, I think that stuff is astounding that we get to play with, you know, and, it, and all human beings do all kinds of things mm-hmm. for all kinds of reasons, <laughs> you know, and it's about allowing us to look and enjoy the humor that's there but mm-hmm. also to embrace the just the pure humanity of what you're seeing.
1: Mm-hmm. And I don't
0: know what she's going to do next, yeah, but I look, I look forward to Are it. you
1: talking about, because maybe I might have seen it, is where Zoe pulls out her book? No, no, it's okay. later.
0: Th- that's, that is a great moment, but there's, there's a moment with Coop.
1: Yeah. Do you ever feel that you have to work or manipulate the footage to make Jackie likable to the audience? Since she, has, she is like an anti-hero. Mm
0: to making her likable. I, I what I like about these kind of shows is that that, that they are to some extent anti-heroes. They, you don't always have to like them or approve of their every choice. I think there was one scene we did that I have a very complex relationship with in terms of I'm not I'm, su- I'm not sure if I if I even yet feel comfortable with the scene. Mm-hmm. And it was a question of likability that changed it. That moment, the moment where she she causes well you know it's pretty important that a, that a health professional whether um, a nurse or a doctor their their oath is to protect and preserve and all that right so to injure someone to cause someone pain is pretty off the charts for a nurse or a doctor mm-hmm. and she makes a choice in that moment a, a pretty pretty bad choice in my opinion yeah. and I was very judgmental about it when I was building it, but I wanted to hurt I still have a very comp. I still don't even know how to, to articulate how weird I feel about it. It's that it's as almost as if we were going, yeah, he deserves it. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's all right. You can do that. Well, I don't, I don't feel that way. Nobody deserves that no matter what yeah. they've done. And so that doesn't mean that it's not a human experience for an honest, true depiction of human behavior that, that when Jackie was mad as all get out, That she would do that to someone i'd believe it and i believe it happens Mm -hmm. and i didn't want to judge her for it but in terms of stepping back and as a person who is part of telling that story i Mm -hmm. felt a culpability i actually felt a culpability in that we were approving of a behavior Mm -hmm. even though i really didn't even and even though it's a very very subtle back and forth you know how do you treat someone who has behaviors which are completely unconscionable
1: well thank you very much for allowing me to interview well
0: thank you for having me man i really appreciate it
1: thanks very much i'd like to thank malcolm for joining me i'd also like to thank the ace jenny mccormick and my producer lauren woodcock i'm gordon burkell thanks for listening